I was helping my mom earlier with a chore. Here I am now, recording Just Talk 4. Oh, shoot. Oh, 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 that was good. Oh, that, whew, sorry, I had to, I need, I need to cool off right now, I need to, I need to take, I need to take like an ice bath, or like a, like a cold shower after that heat. <laughs> uh, this is Just Talk 4, Dash Focused. I know Just Talk 4, the purpose of Just Talk 4, which was my original plan for the channel before I actually had focused episodes. Just Talk 4 Focused is in between my Just Talk series where I just start off with a random topic and I just go hand going anywhere with it. But here, Just Talk 4 Focused, I'm just talking like randomly, but it's about certain subjects that just popped into my mind. So it's not going from like tennis into like, you know, stretching and then talking about like making food in the kitchen and then how doors are made or something like that like that's balanced that's a good just talk episode and that's honestly what my channel will become when i <laughs> when i when i run out of ideas for episodes that may not be soon but that's what it will become and honestly i'll be fine with that but <clears throat> I don't know if you're going to be fine with it, but yeah, I'm going to keep recording the episodes because I love doing this. love talking just about random things. just pops in my mind. Bam, do it. But uh, this episode, uh, sorry, so just talk, it's just random subject. But this, and a normal focused episode such as, um, what was it? It was like 40, you know, let's look here. Episode number, random episode. Okay, the one I go to is 25. Is my first episode. 26, Youngsters with Instachats. That was when I talked about social media. Specifically, I focused on that. Different forms of social media that I use or that are um, within my realm of existence. My realm of knowledge. And, you know, I, with, with, you know, stuff that I, that, I, that I can talk about. With stuff I can have a good old focused conversation about. But here, Just Talk for it's about random subjects... But, not not completely random. It's ones that I talk about, but it has like a focus on it. I'm not gonna just shoot off to another topic before I finish talking. Like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk what's on my mind, and it's gonna be chill, chill. So I might have just talk focused episodes, or I might just have just talks, or I might just have focused episodes with titles that don't have you know dash focused out. It's just like a normal episode. Like, what was the last one? Last episode forty eight. Yeah, yeah, food o'clock banana bread. I focused on. Banana bread is part of my series of just, of, um, food o'clock, which I love it, you know, time to talk about food. What time is it? Food o'clock. Time to talk about food. So, let's start off, and, you know, just start, I can't even start off with something because the entire episode is a start off, it's all about rambling, but, you know, it's a focused ramble, so, to start the episode, let me, let me, let me, let me, uh, pop in a joke here that I... That never really works with people, because they always give me the wrong response, or I can't really build off the joke. So, okay, here, here's how, I mean, it's not even, I mean, it's terrible, it, it absolutely sucks, but, I don't know, I find it funny when it's used properly, so it's like, okay. You know what's weird? Me neither. <laughs> like, like, that's it. That, so, okay, the person's like, you know what's weird, and the person's like, what's weird? I'm like, okay, no, no, you're supposed to say, no, I don't. 
You know what's weird? No, I don't. Yeah, me neither. Like, you know, they're expecting me to give them a response, but... Like, you know what's that? <laughs> Do you smell that? It's like, no, I don't. No, yeah, me neither. Like, you know what smell that is? No, I don't. Or, Do you smell that? No. Yeah, me neither. Like, so, like, you're expecting me to say, like, there's a smell, but there's not. Yeah. So, that joke only works if you give the right response. Because then it's actually kind of funny, because you're like, no, I don't. What is that smell? And he's like, no, I don't know either. And they're, it's like an anti-joke, you know, anti-joke. Yeah. So it's like it's like an anti-hero or anti-hero. I don't know, anti-anti. No, anti of like anti-meridian. Anti is like just opposite or reverse. Anti. Anti-hero is funny. You have the hero, the villain. Then you have the anti-hero, where he's a guy with good intentions, but he he's like he does them poorly, or he like he, he does good things, but not in the best manner possible. Actually. Um, Will Smith started the movie Hancock. I watched when I had my I had my mo- my um my wrist surgery. That's not a wrist, that's a cyst. I believe that was two episodes ago. And I uh, talked about the Adam Sandler movies I watched over the break. Was that two episodes ago? Hold on, let me look. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, forty seven. That's not a wrist, that's a cyst. Watch that episode. That's a classic. Honestly, love that. So I. Uh, so one of the movies I mentioned, I, I watched, besides the Adam Sandler, David Spade ones, were uh, Will Smith's uh, Hancock. But basically, this guy, he's an anti-hero where he goes around saving people from, you know, bad things. Like, a train hits a car, and he, like, throws the car up. But then he, like, destroys the car because it lands on, like, somebody else's car and something like that. So he's an anti-hero. He's doing, thing, he's doing good things, but he's doing them in the wrong way. You know, he's, like, destroying the city and doing all that. But, hey, at least got the bad guys. So. That's, like, an anti-hero. And that, that's actually kind of funny. That that movie's a really good movie. Gotta say. But, yeah. Anti-joke. You know what's weird? No. Yeah, me neither. No. That started off. Now, second thing. Ping-pong. And this is going to transfer into... Or this is going to lead into my tennis little discussion. Focus tennis. So I was playing ping pong with my dad earlier. I I was I was focusing on I was like, okay. I was thinking back to my private and I said I had I had a lesson this morning with my with my boy, with my guy. And uh, he was talking about and so at one point he was talking about shaping the ball. So actually, you know, today I I was playing poorly. Not gonna lie. I wasn't seeing the ball cracking my feet. They were moved too well. I wasn't. I, I didn't have a clean shot. It wasn't working. It wasn't working this morning. That's all right. You're gonna have some off days, but I was trying to focus, centering the ball, just pushing it through, just keeping it, keeping it normal. But even then, wasn't working. Got to find your rhythm. Couldn't even do that. So there was that. But one thing that I did take away from it, just just as a memory, a good memory, a good thing to work for in the future, is. Shaping the ball, adding top spin, putting it deep in the court, having it, making it you know good arc, placing it well. You got to shape. You don't just smack it randomly flat. Like shaping, it's a good amount of top spin on a shaped ball. So when I was playing ping pong with my dad, I'm like, okay, let me just let me just like tune it. Let me tone it down a bit. This isn't exactly like tennis. Ping pong isn't exactly like tennis, of course, but there are similar aspects to it. There's a ball. There's two paddles. 
you can add spin to the ball with the paddles if you have a good if you just have a wooden paddle then no you can't grip the ball but we have padding on our paddles so we actually we're able to you know grip the ball or you know you, you know for like you know a nanosecond a millisecond whatever the time period is the uh, the padding the rubber it able it's able to grip the ball and you add backspin size uh, top spin whatever it is not side spin but uh, and you can do any obviously you know you can flatten it out and just push through the ball add no you don't know flick with the wrist or curve in the regular like, if you just have the 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 paddle uh completely perpendicular to the floor or the table just 90 degrees and you just push push straight through then yeah it's going to be a flat ball i mean unless of course you know your opponent if, if he or she hits a ball and it has spin on it you it's not going to you know perfectly flat when you hit it there's going to be some rotation but it's going to be much slower than if you were to or much slower, you know, RPM than if you were to hit his opposite. But if you want to add topspin, so now this is the point I'm trying to get to. I was I was experimenting. I've always been confused. I know it sounds stupid. It's just like, you know, just think about it for like 30 seconds and then you'll be fine. But no, I never really got around to it. And actually, at the OG place, I'm not, I'm not trying to give it a bad rep. Like, it, it was a cool, it, it was a good place. But I never really learned tennis, right? I didn't, I didn't, no, 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 sorry. I didn't learn the technical bits of tennis. How to properly swing, how to probably do this and that. I had a two-handed backhand there. It was terrible. I, I came to the new place, and I was doing that, and it, was, it wasn't working. But January 2020, no, 19, 20. January of 2020. Yeah, January 2020, I started one-handed backhand. I want to start from scratch. I want to do that, so that's good. I can't, you know, just develop like a two-handed forehand or something. That's not something. Actually, a few women... On the WTA, they have a two-handed forehand. It's actually quite impressive. I feel like I don't know. I feel like I think I've heard about a woman who has a two-handed backhand. She won multiple Grand Slams with it because of that second hand. For you know, it offers stability, not as much reach, but definitely there for stability. It's it's not it's it's not bad. I mean, it might look odd at first, but honestly, if it, if it works, it works. So it's pretty cool. And also, it makes sense. Like, you know, the, if you're a righty, you have the right hand on the bottom of the racket the entire time, forehand back, and the left hand just stabilizes it on both shots. So, anyway, I developed the one in the backhand, and I was learning technically. I, I, from the beginning, I was just, I was learning. I was learning from the beginning. Now, my one in backhand, it's in full flow. It's, it's good. I'm hitting, I'm hitting with it. I, I know how to use it. And it's good. I actually feel a lot more comfortable in my backhand than on my forehand side now. Forehand side is a little odd. Sometimes it's on and off on days. But that, that just comes with tennis. Some days you're going to have off days. So you're going to have to find that shot that you can stick with. And then just keep hitting that over and over. And then you'll feel comfortable with it. Until your opponent recognizes that and then works around it. So there's that. But that's just the mental part of that's The physical part, the technical part. You got to do that. Anyway, anyway, anyway. The, the part I'm thinking of is topspin. I never learned topspin. And even now, I'm asking my guy, and he's trying to explain it to me, but I'm still not getting it. So now I actually I was like, you know what? Okay. I'm going to take what I learned. I never, I, I've tried putting it in use, but even then I'm still like confused a little bit. I'm like, okay. I'm playing ping pong with my dad. Let me, while we're hitting, let me just focus on this microcosm, right? It's just a small, scaled-down version of tennis. Right, as I said, it's not exactly like tennis. Of course, we're elevated. The table, the the playing is elevated above the feet, much smaller paddles instead of rackets, small ball instead of little slightly bigger ball with some 
with a velvety outside. It's the just a ping pong ball instead of a tennis ball. And and yes. So and you still have the net and the core and all of it. You know. So just tone it down a bit. So I'm like, okay. How does the racket need to look? How the paddle? How does the paddle where does the paddle need to be face add topspin? How do I add topspin and keep the ball in the court? How do I how do I do that? So I, 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 oh, that was, that was not a good stutter. <laughs> I thought of when my, uh, I thought of what my coach told me, how I can apply that. And I just have memories of him telling me stuff at ad topspin, this and that. So I'm like, okay. And I've also seen, if you watch Daniil Medvedev, the 2019 US Open finalist, 2021 Australian Open finalist, if you see a slow motion of some of his shots, very flat, very flat. His his racket, it's it appears to be like perpendicular to ground. Maybe it's like eighty nine degrees or ninety one. Just like whatever it is, it's it's flat. You know, it's it just it's perfectly upright when he makes contact with the ball and he pushes through straight line. He hits a very flat ball on both wings. Like yes, he can add topspin, but most of his shots are. Are generally flatter than that of most of the other Torino you know, Djokovic, Nadal, especially Nadal team, Dominic team. I think Sitsi Pass is a flatter ball. Federer usually it's a flatter ball. Uh, who else? Hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to keep it at those people. Uh, how about maybe like Bautista Gude? I think he hits a flatter ball. It's like a little slower, but so flat. Monfils. I actually don't know about Monfils. Uh, Fonini, he hits a flat ball. Or did he just have a lot of... T- Actually, I don't know about Fonini. I think he hits a flat ball, though. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Daniil Medvedev, you see a slow-mo of him. I saw a slow-mo of him in the Australian Open. and You just see the, his motion, his backhand motion I saw specifically. Very flat. You know, it doesn't come up and down too much. It's just pushing straight through the ball. Keeping the racket. So that's... Let's see he hit a flat ball. Just perpendicular paddle or racket. And you push straight through. No lifting down to up for any, any topspin. I mean, yeah, yeah, okay, you can, like, you know, down to up to, like, you know, get the ball over the net. Of course, if you just hit straight through, you know, gravity's going to pull it down. If, unless the ball is high enough. You know, it depends on that circumstance. But anyway, topspin. I've always been confused. There, there are a few different things. Like, do I do I just fl- do I have the racket or the paddle completely perpendicular? And do I just flick my wrist up and down while moving my arm forward? Do I use my legs? You know, yeah, of course you got to use the legs. But do I use just the legs with the flick? Do I do I angle the paddle the paddle the racket downward? Do I like what do I do? So, from what I learned, you do have to angle the racket and the paddle for the two different sorts downward at I wouldn't. Mm, Let's go with like a 45 degree angle. You know, you can't have it flat. You can't have it like, you know, 10 degrees, 20 degrees, or you're going to frame it every time. Like, no, you have to have some room for, you know, to hit the ball. Of course. So let me try and picture this in your mind. Okay, I'm going to explain this. I, I hope you can, I hope you can visualize this. So imagine this. Have like, like imagine like a 5K TV. Like you see very clear, like an up close image of a tennis ball. You have some like velvety strings coming on like all around the outside of the ball. There's like some dust popping off. A very clear image of it. Now you see a racket coming in from the left side of the screen. You know, slow motion. You see it 
you know, completely clear, you know, high definition, like extreme high definition. So don't don't think of like a like a bad like one forty four p like YouTube video. You can't see anything. No, no, think like five k or four k, five k, five k, whatever it is. Like high HD, high definition, high high HD, HHD, HD, right? Just so you can basically. So you see the ball, you see this racket coming along, right? The the ball is just floating in the air. Right, no strings attached, no, it's not placed on the ball. Okay, just think of that. The racket's coming in from the left side of the screen, right? Slow motion. So, in reality, this racket is moving very, very quickly. The head of the racket, the very, the, the tip, the top tip of the racket, moving very quickly. Right, you're zoomed into the ball. The ball takes up like 70% of the screen. So, that's the main thing. But the racket's coming in from the left side, right? It's a, it's a forehand shot. It's angled at 45 degrees, right? And it's coming from the bottom left corner of the screen, right? So it's coming from down, and you see the top, you see the... So if you were to hold a racket out to your right, it would be the left f- part of the frame, if you're a righty. Left part would be, you know, if you're a righty, it would be kind of left, but... The left part of the frame is coming up, you see that coming first, and you see the tip of the racket then the bottom... Then and then the right part of the frame, right? You can't you see that ordering frame. So it's coming from down to up because it's angled at a forty-five degree angle, right? And it's coming from down. It's coming from the bottom of the screen to the top. You know, slow motion. You know what? Let's. You know, okay, let's go forty-five. I'm gonna say what I was just thinking in a second. So forty-five degrees. It's coming up. It's coming up. It's also you know coming forward. It's not. It's not vertical. You know. The, the the racket's also traveling at 45, maybe like a 50 degree angle. It's coming up. Make contact with the ball. The ball is like pocketed in the string. Then you see the ball is the ball is ripped. It's just it's completely still. But as the racket is brushing up, it's it's catching the back of the ball, but also the like the, like the back and not the top, but like that that like corner. I know that it's a ball. It's a sphere. It has no corner, but just imagine that 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 portion in between the the, the the like the, the the dead center back of the ball and the dead center top of the ball it's like that that degree angle so then it's gripping the ball you see in between the boxes of the strings the the, the tennis ball it's it's like you know it's squeezing in there because you know slow motion it does that you know in a short period of time and then the racket is coming up it's coming up goes out of frame right goes into the top right Point of the frame. If you have like a side profile of the entire swing, if you have like top or bottom point of view, I don't know what you're looking at, but I'm thinking if the ball, you know, the ball is like, you know, it's the side profile on the ball, and then the racket's coming from one side to the other, from like left to right, and you know, that kind of. They've, I don't know how you're picturing it in your mind, so I'm sorry if I didn't make that clear. I probably didn't. Anyway, the racket travels out of frame, and now. Like, you know, the the ball is, you know, carried with it. But then just imagine the, the racket wasn't there. So now the the ball is just in there. Now it starts moving. It starts rotating in the direction of the the, 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 the racket brought it in. After, you know, it gripped the ball and, you know, spun it. So now the ball is spinning quickly and it's traveling up. It's traveling through. It's traveling forward now. Because you had the moment it gripped the ball and the racket moved forward and it added top spin. And then that is how you had the top spin, right? So now, let me explain it from like, you know, not eagle eye view, but like normal, like uh, standard motion, standard um, 
time, not slow motion time thing. You know what I'm talking about. Normal motion, not fast forward or slow mo fast motion. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying, dude. So you take a swing at the ball. So okay, here's the. I so I had that pause. I said I'll tell you in a second about what I was thinking. So 45 degrees. Maybe you want to turn it up like 50, maybe like 52 degrees. Like if you just think, because if it's 45 degrees, then maybe you're gonna frame the ball even then a few times. And plus, you want to push the ball forward as well. Because otherwise, if you're just brushing it and you just like catch the back of the ball and and you don't actually like push it forward, then that's a problem because you don't really get any power off that. So maybe you want to go like 50, maybe 55 degree, 60 degree angle 65 whatever whatever it needs to be but you need to have contact you know with the ball it needs to be it needs to pocket in the center of your string so you get that like pocketing feeling where it's in the center then like have you seen that graph where it's like you know what's like the weight of like the earth versus the sun versus like a black hole and it's um it's like weighing down on that like blanket like you have marbles on a blanket or marbles on like um like sheets, like bed sheets or something, and then there's like that uh, digitally, digitally produced image where it's like you know weighing down uh, matter or the universe, like uh, the weight of the certain things. Like the black holes, like, you know, it's very heavy and it's, it has like that deep drop compared to the sun, compared to the earth, compared to like the moon, or something. so like that kind of thing, right? How 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 uh, deep it dips. So. Wait, where was I going with this? How deep it dips, the, the, um, wait, hold on, I lost my train of thought, let me, let me pause this and just go back, I, I did this in the previous episode, you know what, because I just, I just forgot my train of thought, how did I get to the black hole thing? Wait, you got the, the tennis ball, the spin, the, the weight, the, hold on, give me one second. Alright, so I was talking about the pocketing feeling in the strings. So, you know, like, you know, the, the black hole is, like, weighing it down. It's, like, you know, it, it has that pocketing bit. And also, like, you know, pant pocket. Pants pocket. You know, you can, like, put your hand in, your phone, wallet, something like that. So it has that, you know, it's a pocket. Right? You have, like, the surface and then you have the, the area below the surface where whatever's going in there is, you know, it's in there. So imagine the tennis ball... And then the strings of the tennis racket. Imagine like the black hole and the like the universe like bed sheet thing, that that thing. So tennis ball it goes into like the dead center of the racket, dead center of the string. You know it's like a perfect perfect contact. And you know the racket can be at like a, like perpendicular to the floor at like a fifty degree angle or whatever you need. But if the ball goes in there. Right, it's gonna make that pocket feeling. Obviously, it's not gonna like you know, it's not gonna, like, the strings aren't gonna bang back like three feet or anything. Like it's gonna be very small. Actually, the strings barely even move at all. Maybe even millimeter, um, millimeters. I don't actually, I don't know that how how much it moves, but yeah. <clears throat> and the tennis ball like compresses into the strings. If you see a slow motion, the ball it, it's like flat. If you see a if you see like Rublev, he has like a like a forehand slow mo. We have like a high definition picture of him hitting a ball, or any any person serving, and the ball's in the center of the strings. It doesn't stay in a ball for no no that thing flattens out. 
and I don't exaggerate it when it say when I say it becomes a pancake. The ball condenses it, 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 into this string. Like you don't understand how fast the ball has to move. Like you see, like um, if you're watching a professional, like you know, U.S. Open or Australian, whatever it is. And you see that shot clock at the top of the screen. That's for all serves. That's specifically for serves. Like sometimes you might see like ninety-seven miles an hour, hundred nine, hundred twenty-four, hundred thirty-one. You know those. And for um anywhere else but America, you have kilometers per hour. You have like hundred sixty something kilometers. Hundred hundred sixty-three. You have one ninety-four. 221 I think that was like a in uh, like a 222 I think Kyrgios served that during the team match or no, no maybe it was Raonic against Djokovic whatever it was you know big servers you know 222 that's oh, I'm doing it in my head um or I'm trying to remember not doing it in my head it's like this is like 130 maybe like 136 something like that not 130 I was gonna say 130 to 140 but I'm just gonna go with like 130 five 136 anyway 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 or the miles per hour so like 136 miles per hour. okay there you go trying to do the conversion <laughs> so they when they're serving that ball compresses so much and it shoots off the spring like so so quickly like it becomes a pancake like if you see a slow mo i want you to see a slow motion now whatever they just go to slow motion serve tennis ball compression and search something up you can see this, the ball. It's, it's just in the air, and the tennis racket's coming up. and makes contact, and the ball becomes a pancake. It flattens out, and then, you know, it shoots off the racket, and it, 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 um, it redevelops its spherical shape. But just, 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 just think of that. Think of that, all right? So it condenses strings. So, and also that comes into string tension, where it's like, you know, if you have a tighter string tension, it's more of control. And if you have looser, it can bend back a little more, like, you know, hypothetically, and the ball is more power. So if you have a looser string tension, say like 50 pounds, then ball is going to be at more power. If you have like 55 pounds string tension, you're going to be able to have a little more control, maybe a little more spin over it rather than, I'm sorry, rather than power. Power is looser tension. Just think like that. Anyway. What I'm trying to get to, <clears throat> when you're adding topspin, you know, we're still back to this. When you're adding topspin, and you have that angle of the racket, or the paddle, and you make contact with the ball, you want it to pocket in your strings. You want that feeling, so you can actually still get the ball to push forward, you know, condense, push forward. But also, when the ball is condensed, and you're brushing up with the strings, the, 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 the paddle, when it's at that angle, and you're also using a little bit of wrist motion to... Uh, Got, uh, to guide the racket over the ball, but also, you know, while the ball is compressing in the strings, you know, being able to push forward and also, you know, brushing up, all that. And, you know, l- use leg, hip, torso, all the muscles, all the body parts. That, that'll generate the topspin that you need. Right. So, so there's that. So I was focusing. So, so I, I was keeping that in mind. The angle of the racket... Coming down to up, keeping the ball in the center of the strings. I was thinking of that while playing ping pong with my dad. And it was working. How did I know it was working? That's because I was when I was serving, so we went to five. I beat him in five. So it was pretty good. Pretty good. I'm going to say it was pretty good. I, I won the second, third, and fifth. He won first and fourth. So, yeah. 
scores, I don't know, it varied. I think the fifth one I won like, you know, 21-10. I was leading like 14-2 to or like 12-2 at one point. That was pretty devastating, but, you know. And any of the other ones, I think the first one he beat me like 21-16. Second and third I beat him like 21-14, 21-17. Third one he got me like 21-17. And I shut him out. Almost not really shut him out, but beat him badly in the other ones. Anyway, 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 anyway. Throughout I was focusing on the top spin versus flat and not on my and on the on the serving bit, the service motion, the ping pong. You have to balance it. Okay, so when you serve a ping pong ball, I have this one friend. I forget what I put her as. I put uh, I her. I named her here. Ah, she was in my four friendly friends episode. Her name is. Oh no, I'm. You know, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. I'm finding it. It's right here. Pigeon. Her name is Pigeon. Right, because we played Game Pigeon a lot. Game Pigeon. Pigeon. Her name is Pigeon. Pigeon and I, she, actually, no, not she. My school had a ping pong table up for, like, two days. I don't know why they took it down. I should actually ask them about that. I want them to put it back up, but. <clears throat> Pigeon, she was serving the ball very incorrect. Listen, I don't want to be a stickler, but I'm going to be a stickler. Actually, no. I do want to be a stickler because when I see something like this wrong, it annoys me. Like, terribly. She was serving the ball. So, she would take the ball in her hand, bounce it on her side of the table, and then while it's in the air, hit it. Onto the other opponent's side. First of all, any here's the problem with that. You can abuse that because you can bounce the ball like really hard, pop it high in the air, and just smack it down as hard as you can at a sharp, like you know, downward angle. The other person's and just win the point. But no, thing is, you have to throw the ball up in the air, not down at the table. Then you have to hit it while it's in the air on your side of the table, bounce over onto that person's side, onto the, your opponent's side of the table. So you throw it up, you hit it, and it goes bounce, bounce. Then the other person hits it. Right. If it bounces twice on your side or their side, actually, it has logically it has to bounce on their side twice. If it bounces on your side twice, or like three times. Anyway, anyway, if it bounces on their side twice or your side twice, then you know if it bounces on their side twice, then the server loses the point. There's no second service. Okay, I don't know the professional rules. These are my house rules, but a universal thing: you have to hit the ball out of the air on your side of the table. Before reaches their side of the table. You know, your side to their side. Off their end of the table. That's what a proper serve is like. Okay, and you can't shoot it off the side. You can't angle it off. That's just stupid. You have to hit it off their back, the back of their table. Like, yeah, you can, you can, like, angle into, like, the corner of their table. It just, it can't be off the sides. Right? So. 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 I was serving. It's my dad. Also, you know, no hate to, no hate to Pigeon. She's she's chill. I'm just saying what th- that what she did really just annoyed me <laughs> the way she served. Because if I did the same thing as she did, I would win every single service point. I would smack it as hard as I can out of the air, like just throw it down at the table, bounce it up 17 feet, smack it out of the air. But no, with that you have to control it. You know, if you hit it really hard, it's gonna go off and not hit their end of the table. Or it's gonna go into the net. You know, so you have to, you have to like, you know, add a perfect amount of like spin and stuff. And then speaking with spin, that's what I'm about to get into. I was, I was mixing up the, my, 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 my serve, the amount of spin. So at one point I would hit it flat. I would go, you know, straight back, forward, no spin. 
I'm gonna have to have like you know a little bit so it can you know I and I didn't that I just hit it flat you know hit it on my side of the table onto his and my dad he would return it normally maybe he might miss one or two but then I started throwing and spin I started I I started angling the paddle down more at you know a 45 50 degree angle whatever it may be and you know pocket the ball in the center of the paddle you know, pocket as much as possible. It's just a completely solid rubber thing. But, you know, when I say pocket, I just mean center again, like feeling the ball in the middle of the strings and like it, or the middle of the paddle, the rubber, and it just pops off, right? That nice satisfying feeling. Because if you hit it off like the edge, like on the, sh- on the, on a tennis racket, if you shank it, if you frame it, then it's not, you know, a beautiful, like, you know, sensational, uh, popping feeling or pocketing feeling, sorry. Or, you know, pop off the pocket, you get it. So, the ping pong ball, you know, I hit it, and I would add tops, and right, I would really come over the ball, I would really get that, like, you know, top, back, corner of it, um, my, my dad, he probably just made his voice, his voice probably just carried over into the, I don't know if you heard that or not, anyway, if, you, you know, you, know, you the listener heard that, he just made a, like a, like a sound, like a coughing-ish sound, so, <clears throat> so I was adding topspin on the ball, right? So I would come over the ball, and now this threw him off, right? Because when topspin, when it, on a tennis ball, when it grips the court, especially on a clay court, that's why Nadal succeeds so much with his heavy amount of topspin, and on the table, on the ping pong table as well, a little less on the ping pong table because the surface it doesn't really grip too much, but you know, I still like, get some uh, some amount of spin. So or some um traction so i would you know top spin i hit the ball my side of the table and it goes over it goes on his side but now with the added top spin it shoots forward more or from me it shoots forward for him it shoots at him faster than on a flat ball because the top spin it grips the table and from there it has that extra force it goes forward you know with a flat ball it just makes contact and bounces up with a like a back spin ball it actually skids because the topspin grips the ball and adds the forward momentum in the back. It it, it it grips the ground, and it's supposed to go backwards, but it's still going forward with momentum, so it skids, and it doesn't bounce as high. That's why Federer succeeds a lot with his backhand slice on grass, because grass, it's a lower-bouncing court than... Lower-bouncing and faster court than harder clay, and therefore, you know, the lower bounce, some people struggle with it. Nadal, he succeeds on clay because he has a lot of RPMs. He, he, his topspin is... You know, a lot of top spin, so it grips the clay a lot better than hard or grass, and it bounces up like over the shoulder of Federer. That's why you know Nadal's beat Federer on clay quite often, very often. I don't know if it's like a perfect hundred, hundred, like a hundred percent record. Sorry, I just you know had a little cut off right there. My dad knocked on my door, picked up in the microphone, so I just you know cut that off. He was saying goodnight to me. You know, lovely. Probably thing, don't mind it. Kind of funny because, ironic, because he thought I was FaceTiming my friend, so that's why he knocked so freely on the door. But you know, it's ironic because the because this podcast took over that job. Me face, actually, no, I still FaceTime. I was talking with Jay actually just before I was recording it about the chemistry homework. That's actually supposed to be a segment of this. This uh, just talk episode, but you know, I'm I'm kind of going on with the <clears throat> topspin. But anyway, <clears throat> Clay Nadal Federer Nadal is a good thing because it bounces over Federer's backhand and a one-handed backhand over the shoulders. Quite a difficult shot. 
so you know people they they excel in their surfaces. And Djokovic on hard courts, well, well, he's just Djokovic. You know, he's he's good. He's won his Wimbledon's and his U.S. Opens and his Australian Opens, his nine Australian Opens now. His one French Open when Nadal didn't play in the 2016 season. I forget why. I think it was like some injury. I don't know. But, <clears throat> but, but yes. Yeah, what was I saying? So yeah, Djokovic, he, he does his thing. He has his good amount of top spin. He can flatten the ball outside. I mean, so can Nadal. Nadal, Federer, they can all add top spin. Federer, a little less so than Djokovic and Nadal, but they can add top spin. Djokovic and Nadal, they can add top spin. They can flatten out the ball. Dominic team, same with him. So, so they so they have their things. They they can do well on the clay court. And Djokovic team, they got to the finals of the Roland Garros 2017, 18, 19. I'm sorry. 18, 19, 20. Team was in eighteen nineteen. Djokovic was now just in twenty. Nadal won all three. But, <clears throat> but yes. So the topspin, gripping the thing, gripping the ball, doing that in ping pong, and with the serve. Going back to this, a bouncing on my side, it would you know grip my kind of my part of the table, and then do a little more on his side, and with that. He missed, so, okay, just ignore what I said with the gripping and the traction. I, because I, I made it sound confusing. You hit the ball with the top spin, bounce on my side of the table, then bounces on his, <clears throat> you know, serve. Of course, not, you know, that's not a normal hit, because when you're hitting, it's just the opposite sides at that point, after that. So, I hit it, and he mistimed, like, 95% of them. Right when I when I was adding the topspin because he was used to the flat ball, it was just a simple bounce up. But with the topspin, it shot forward at him, and he had to swing a little sooner. But he would miss time, and he would like hit it off the top of the ball, go up, it'd go off left, right off the table, and all this. So that was clear indication that the topspin was working because it wasn't just once. I kept doing, I kept adding the topspin. He would keep me his timing. At one point, like you know, he hit it back normally. I'm like, oh, he got it back finally, but. No, no, that, that's not like supposed to be an insult. Like when you finally recognize, I don't know, but like, you know, he he got used to, it. he adapted to it after a few times. But over those like the first five, maybe six times I was doing that, I was just keep adding a lot of the topspin. It, it was working, the shot was working, and also you know it's helpful if you know keeping the ball in play, right? Because if you just hit it flat, if I hit the same power. As a flat ball, then it would go off the back of the table. But the top spin, it brought it back down. Because, you know, there's also the air friction, wind friction. Air friction? It, that doesn't sound right. But, you know, like the ball in the air and it brings it back down, that thing. <clears throat> yes. So. So, yes. Bring that back to tennis. Next time I go, I'm going to focus. So, yeah. Now that's the microcosm. Now bring it to the macrocosm of tennis. Or just, you know, blow it up a little bit. Different different hitting tool, different ball, different size of the court, different height of the court, you know, from the table, a few feet up. Now you gotta bring it down a little bit onto the to the ground. I'm gonna bring that into tennis. I'm gonna think like, okay, now I wanna shape the ball, I wanna actually be thinking about my shots, you know? How much tops do I wanna uh, add? When do I want to add topspin? When do I want to flatten it out? How much? There, there. So now, actually, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to go to like the extremes. I'm gonna 
I, you know, I got to go to the stream, and I got to find that balance in between. I'm going to either be hitting the ball very flat, you know, be pushing straight through and just <clears throat> and just pushing straight through, flat ball, perpendicular, racket. Then, this is amazing on the forehand. Backhand is a little more difficult with, like, you know, I, I could push through and, like, you know, come up and down, but, you know, backhand, I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to do my own thing. But with the one-handed backhand, it's mostly... Mostly a perpendicular, or, yeah, perpendicular facing. But with a two-hander, like Nadal, I think you can definitely, like, you know, uh, angle a little bit, a little bit more with that non-dominant hand, or the, or like, you know, the the ball throwing hand on the serve. So, so like that, that hand, I can you can definitely have top spin with that. But with the one-hander. It's mainly just flat. I mean, with Topson, you can, like, you know, brush up on the ball, but, <clears throat> you know, that's, it doesn't, it's not really as effective. It's not as much as, I mean, team does it pretty well. I, so, actually, no, I take that back. You can do it. It's just a little more difficult than, than what a, with, a, with what a two-hander can do. Anyway, on the forehand, though, I'm going to add a lot of Topson, you know, legs towards the whole thing, shooting up through the ball, have that. The, the racket at the 45, 50, 55 degree angle, push through, brush up on it, bring it through, that whole thing. Maybe I finish over the head a few times instead of at the shoulder where I normally do. So, just a little bit below the shoulder. So, that's going to be, that's going to be that thing. All right. So, there's the topspin thing I was talking about. Also with a tennis racket, I'm thinking of adding lead tape to my... So I'm using a head speed MP right now at 10.6 ounces. I think it's 10.6, not 10.4, no, 10.6 ounces. No, 10.2 would be the new MP, but I have like, you know, quote-unquote old MP just from a few months ago. Maybe? Have I had this for a year? I have had this for less than a year. No, I have had it for more than a year. Yeah. Anyway. I, <clears throat> so I noticed, so whenever the string popped on the head speed, I would go to my Wilson Ultra, and when I used that Wilson, I was like, I really like this, because it's, because the weight in the head of the racket, it's a little different, it's it's distributed just a little bit differently, where with them, you know, I'm hitting a ground stroke, then it, Almost like the top of the racket like carries through the motion. It's like the head speed. I kind of have to force it a little bit. Unless I should just like you know loosen my grip on the racket and like you know have that you know do its thing a little bit more. But whatever it is, whatever it is, I'm gonna be putting lead tape on the top of the racket so it can have that more of like the, like a Wilson type racket feel. And then in the future, I might want to switch. I, I'm not you know disrespecting head. It just for me, it's not working for me. Like you know, it worked for Djokovic. He got his 19th Grand Slam. 18th Grand Slam, 9th Australian Open title with it, using the head speed pro. But granted, the racket, it's adjusted to him, and the one I have, it's just a standard racket that everyone buys. Because, yeah, you know, you have Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, they have different weights, right? much heavier weights. They have different string tensions. They have different weight distributions in the racket. They have, they have a whole thing, right? So... Yeah, it's a little. So I can't really compare my racket to his, even though we both have the head speed. But I have the MP, and he has a pro, and he has his own portions of the racket. The you know, the main difference, you know, MP to pro, it's mainly just the weight, 
Maybe maybe there's like another thing thrown in there, but actually it might be string pattern as well. But I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. So lead tape. My coach, he's gonna put that on there. He's gonna be like, yeah, let's see if this works. And honestly, it might just work. It might it might just work. Perfect. Now we're done about talking about ping pong and tennis. Actually, no, I'm gonna continue about tennis because I actually have I have more notes on it. Tennis players, you have this is gonna be a little bit shorter. Just a little bit a little bit shorter. So tennis season after the Australian Open, you have the <clears throat> the smaller ATP two fifties and all. So they're playing in Singapore, Montpellier, which is in Sud de France. I think it you know, the south of France. Montpellier. You have Singapore. Singapore, you know. And there's tournaments going on, smaller ones, and it's nice. It's cool. Remember, I, I think it was last year. <clears throat> Started last year. Monfils won two titles. He's a Frenchman, Gael Monfils. He won two titles back to back weeks. First one, or one of them was Montpellier. I forget where the second one was. Oh, no. Second one was in Belgium. Right? It was the tournament in Belgium. It was. Oh, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting what it's called. Stockholm. Right? It was Stockholm and. Stockholm and Montpellier. Unless it was Montpellier and something else. But actually, no, I think it was two tournaments in France. Whatever it was. He won back to back weeks, back to back titles. Two titles in two weeks. <clears throat> so, you know, did that. So now Montpellier, they're playing it out. They're playing it out again. Humbert, I think he's a French guy. He's a kid. He's like 20 something. Actually, he's younger than most of the tour. He's in the next gen. He, uh, I think, I believe he was playing in Montpellier, not Singapore, but whatever tournament was. He, he was down 6 7. No, he was down. Yeah, he was down 6 7. He might have been 3 5 in the second set. They only play, it's, it's best 2 of 3 in normal or in anything that isn't majors Australian Open Wimbledon French and US it used to be five setters in Master 1000 title uh Master 1000 finals but now that's changed so everything is best of 3 unless it's major best of 5 actually no i also think Davis Cup is best of 5 yeah so i i think Olympics is 3 Whatever it is. Humbert was down 6-7, 3-5, or 4-5, some of that. And he came back to win the second set, 7-6. Third set, he also won 7-6. So, scoreline was 6-7-7-6-7-6. Humbert. So, that was that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. And he's moved on to the next round in whichever tournament he's in. So, yeah. Also, uh, tennis. Very, you know, it's an international sport. Very diverse. You have players from Switzerland... Spain, Serbia, Austria, United States, Australia, Czechoslovakia, France, Germany, Argentina, Brazil, Canada, United Kingdom, Russia, definitely Russia, can't forget Russia, Greece, you have some Greece, Maria Sakari on the women's side, so, reverse, but a country... That isn't... Oh, yeah, Estonia. 
That's one I didn't really hear about until just the Australian. No, just a little bit ago, or like, or down in Adelaide, over in Adelaide. So, <clears throat> new countries. One country that we have is Turkey. I, I I forget if Turkey is in the Middle East or if it's southeastern Europe. I don't know. I think it's in Europe. Whatever it is, there was this Turkish player. We have what was his last name? Um, Celik Belik. Celik Belik. Celik Belik. Celik Belik. C e l i k b i l e k. So you have this guy, and it's pretty cool because I don't think I've ever seen a player from Turkey before. So he's a Turkish man. He's I know that's pretty cool. He's just playing. He did go out to Bublik in Singapore uh, in the tournament, but hey, he's out there. He's playing. He's 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 just, he's just good. He, he's a good player as well. So that's like you know another country just put in the mix. So that's nice. He also South Africa. Kevin Anderson. Uh Harris. So um, oh, what's his first name? Something something Harris. Eh, it'll come to me. So yeah, that's that's tennis. Yeah. Now on to different things. Chemistry homework. I okay, I fa I, I was trying to FaceTime Zanya. Right? I was trying to FaceTime Lasagna. I did it three times. He didn't pick up because I had a question about the chemistry homework, right? Didn't pick up. FaceTime Jay, he picked up. We went over the some of the stuff. Questions like uh, what was it? It was thirteen through twenty. I already done one through I I already had done one through twelve earlier. We already went over in class, so it'd be thirteen through twenty, and it's and it was honestly pretty good. I was going through. I was talking about densities of stuff and excuse me, finding densities of like oxygen, gas, you know, O two and chlorine gas, and converting amount of molecules in carbon monoxide into the amount of moles carbon in like a certain amount of this and that. So. It was a whole thing. It was a whole process. And honestly, it, w- it was quite cool. When you have an understanding of it, it's, I can't say it's fun, but it definitely feels satisfying when you get the knowledge. You're like, when you get the answer, you're like, yes, I have the knowledge of how to do this, and I'm going to do it, and it's fun. So, that was, that was enjoyable. Not enjoyable, but you, you know what I'm saying. It was satisfying to get the right answer. Right answers. So, I was doing that with Jay. And also this thermite reaction in class. There's this one student, uh, pretty good with chemistry, pretty good. This person, this thermite reaction. It was a small thing, you know. It wasn't a huge explosion. It was controlled. It was you know school friendly. So I saw that. Kid, kid's a genius with chemistry. He's good with it. So. Uh, Ah, yes. Snowboarding again. So, I did this snow... So, this is coming to the close of the episode. I have two more points. One leads into the other. Snowboarding. I wanted... Okay, so, my first experience... I I, I, I held back. I'm like, I don't really want to do this again, but... I'm only going to do it if I have another... If I have a private lesson. Not not with, like, three people. Not with my sister and an eight-year-old kid. Named Noah. His name isn't actually Noah. I remember I put that. His, his name was not Noah, but that was the nickname I gave him. <clears throat> so I don't want to, you know, with a kid. And I said, no, no, I want a private lesson to myself. A guy teaches me. Person teaches me. Girl, girl, guy, whoever it is, teaches me. And I just, just want to learn how to snowboard. I just, I need the knowledge and balance and shifting weight and stopping and turning. 
moving, that whole thing. <clears throat> so I will go again, but I'm gonna need a private for. I'm gonna. I'm, I need to learn by myself, and I need to. I need to learn properly because, you know, first time obviously there's gonna be mistakes, but we were out there for hours afterwards, so it was a little, a little difficult, a little, a little difficult. But I mean, it was, it was fun while I was at it. You know, I learned how to fall pretty well. Actually, no, that that's a good thing. You might it might be stupidly, you know, learning how to fall, but you wanna learn you wanna learn how to fall correctly. You don't wanna like land like on your face, snap your neck back, snowboard comes, you know, heels over head, and then you just you break your entire body. Like, no. I learned how to fall correctly. And I didn't hurt anything. Kind of. Actually, no, the no, no, I didn't hurt myself from falling. I I slammed my wrist like my, my, my arm hit the ground and my wrist you know, had that delay, it had that, like, inertia bit, so it kept going, my wrist, so my forearm laid on the ground, my wrist, my wrist snam- uh, slammed into the ground when I landed, it, it was kind of, it was hurting for, like, a few seconds, and it just went away, I don't even know how, my wrist should have been, like, fractured, but it wasn't, <laughs> so that's nice, the only, the only thing that hurt, that is, it, it, it's not there anymore, it actually went away a few days, gladly, my snowboard got stuck in the snow, like, underneath, and the chairlift is picking me up on my right leg. It's digging into my right calf. And the snowboarders are moving, and it's just constantly like Every millisecond is getting, like, further and further until finally released. That just hurt. That was not it. That was not it. That was painful. Chairlift, that's a, that's a heavy, that's a big, that's a powerful machine. So. Anyway. I want to go snowboarding. I want to learn by myself. I want to I learn the, the basics, the mechanics, and do that kind of thing. Yes, and I said this leads to the next point, so doing it, I'm going to go out afterward, I'm going to go into the slopes with my sister, and that's what I was so speaking of being with my sister, we're unpacking her apartment, you know, the apartment I was just with a few days ago, this weekend, in the city, I, I was chilling, we were chilling, and uh, yeah, so she's moving out, she's, she's leaving the apartment, and so my dad and I were going to drive down there to unpack it. And there's a storage unit that we're going to take the stuff to. So, so there's that. We're unpacking my sister's apartment. Or we're, we're packing it up, but we're, you know, we're moving. She's moving out. It's going to be fun. It's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. It's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. As I said, that's the wrap up. That's the end of the episode. That was a good, uh, what? Hour episode? Wait, I had that like 20-something minutes, and then I had that, like the 19, and then I have this. Has it been an hour of just talk? Four, focused. I'd say it was pretty focused, especially the tennis bit. I was definitely focused on the top spin and the pushing the ball, and maybe got a little carried away with the with the, like the, the black hole and the weight of that and then like the bed sheet thing, but I'd say it was focused. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. I am 8... I am now going to be signing off. It is 9.42 p.m. I just started recording just a, a tad bit early, you know. It is 9.42 p.m. on Wednesday, February 24th, 2021. So far, it hasn't been a terrible year. Actually, no, I want to I, I say that... I say that subjectively. No, subjectively, I'm saying it's a great year. For me, it's been a great year. Objectively, or at least like for American... Sanders, some events, maybe not the best year, but, oh, wait, yeah, no, shouldn't have said that, I don't want to get political, I mean, granted, it's not political, but whatever, I was thinking of something political, <laughs> oops, but, but yes,
me, for me, me, I have had quite a wonderful year in 2021. I started my podcast eight days into the year, <laughs> so that's wonderful. It's absolutely incredible. It's been my birthday already. Got through school. Been with my boys. Tennis. Playing ping pong with my dad. It's a whole thing. It's a little bit. My, my, my 2021 is going great. I hope yours is too. I hope your day is going great. Whatever day you're listening to this. If it's 12 a.m. Ah, 12 a.m. on the day after. Of whatever day was before. Maybe it's the morning. Maybe it's an afternoon or an evening of a day. I don't know why I said 12 a.m. the day before. So that, that was weird. I'm sorry. If, if you're listening like in the early morning. Maybe even like late morning. Then you listen to the afternoon, evening, night time. <laughs> whatever time of day you're listening to this. I hope you're enjoying it. If you're not, I hope you find a way to enjoy it. Whether that's listening to me right now. Or you just have listened to me. Maybe listen to another episode. Maybe you maybe go up, listen to music, watch a TV show. Maybe do some work. I know that's not the most enjoyable thing. Maybe to get it over with now, so then you feel better later about doing it now. Maybe maybe you got to go for a run. Maybe make some food. Learn how to make some food. Maybe you got a foam roll stretch. Maybe you're feeling a little tight. Whatever it may be, I hope you guys are enjoying your time. I will catch you guys feeling good in the future.